um, couple, we're going to have a tag team about announcements this morning. First of all, those of you that receive email probably already found this out. We're doing a candle fundraiser. There are packets out in the narthex on the table with our uh, church banner. Um, it's a two-week sale. Sell whatever you can in the next two weeks. Your order forms are due back here on the 5th with the money for all the candles. We are also fortunate this morning that Donna... <laughs> Donna is our candle lady, and she is here today. She can answer any of your questions. Um, if you want to see a sample of the candles, she's got a picture on her phone. She'd be happy to um, share with you. So a two-week sale. Every, we get 50% of every candle, and the profit's going to go to our roof repairs. So two weeks, got to have them back here on the 5th, and then we wait, hopefully the 18th, Shy of two weeks, we'll get our candles um, on Saturday. So any questions about candles, you can ask Donna or me. I'll try. <laughs> um, also, Linda's got a few announcements, and then we'll go over to Lisa. Good morning, everybody. I have a couple of things I want to um, express to you. Um, I have on the same table that will have the candle sale is um, a couple of years ago we were purchasing poinsettias for in memory of, in honor of. So we're going to do that again this year. If anyone's interested, the plants are coming from Great Box. And so next Sunday is our deadline, though. They just got the prices. Um, just a while ago, so it's just a short term of being able to put this out. But if you're interested, sign it in memory, in honor of, uh, write a check to the church. And if you just want to put that in the offering plate, you can do that or hand me the check or give it to the office. Okay, and put next to your name that you paid. That's one thing. <laughs> Another, um, and I know we've been announcing it, but we're going to be having our first potluck that we haven't had in a long time. And um, so this is a sign-up sheet, again, on the same table. Um, and we're going to provide the meat, and we're going to provide a dessert. So if you'd like to come, and then right after that, um, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus is going to come visit, and we're opening that up to the community. I've been slowly putting that on Facebook. For anyone that would like to do a meet and greet with Santa, <coughs> we'll serve hot chocolate and a little something. So um, please, if you'd like to do some fellowship and get together and do this, and I'm also gonna have a backdrop. Uh, we'll have the Christmas tree in the gym. I'm gonna put a backdrop behind it, so if anyone wants to take pictures with Santa and Mrs. Claus or as a family, you're more than welcome to do that. I don't mean to bore everybody, but uh, I'm also pushing, if anyone has an hour or that, we are all volunteers in cleaning this church. And if I have a clean, cleaning the church checkoff list, and it's in the, uh, in the gym right when you walk in. And if you do do a little something, just check it off that you did it. And that would be very much appreciative. And last and but not least, today is hanging of the greens. And as you can see, we've started with the big tree, which is um, a little 
difficult, but we thought we better get it up and then the wreath around, and I wanna thank people that help, helped us with that. We have the manger out front. I do have, this will be in the hall. This is the pictures of what we've done in the past. And if you don't know, what do I do with this? Take a look at the picture. Uh, we are going to have um, pizza, salad, and a little dessert for those that stay and help uh, put up the hanging of the grains. And so um, please enjoy coming and helping us out with fellowship. We always do a lot of laughing. And if you can stay afterwards, we would appreciate it. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. You can tell it's almost December. We are busy, busy, busy around here, aren't we? Okay, a few more announcements for you. Uh, the angel tree, um, if you'll see in your bulletin, we have four families that, um, with eight children that we're going to be helping this year. So look at that uh, tree. You can pick, I don't, is it up yet or will it be up today? Diana? Okay, so watch for that if it's not up, and you know you can pick um, some items that you would like to help provide for those families for us. It'll we're be up by the end of the day. Okay, it'll be up by the end of today. Uh, we're also doing the hat, mitten, and scarf tree, so if you'd like to help participate with that. Let's see, the craft show was a huge success, and I know I've had a few people asking me, how much did we make? Well, the craft show brought in almost $3,200. And if you didn't hear um, on the harvest dinner, that made almost $2,700. So lots of hard work. I think we did great. Uh, veterans, if you're interested in that's your passion to help out, um, Signature Sewing, which is a business downtown Clinton, um, <clears throat> they accept uh, gift cards, um, clothes, anything to help some of our local veterans. Uh, let's see here. What else? Christmas pageant and potluck. I think Linda talked about that. Um, Christmas past items as you're getting out your Christmas decorations. If you have some things that you don't want, we'll gladly take them. That Christmas past room um, we kind of sold out of a lot of stuff. So think of us when you're doing that. Today we'll be hanging the greens. And I think that's about it for announcements today. So if stand if you're able, and we will start with our first hymn, Oh How I Love Jesus, number 170 in your hymnal.
you do this. I don't. I don't have it. It's in the bulletin. Just the call to worship. That's oh, okay. Saying. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I confuse things. Okay. If you'll join me for the call to worship, please. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. Or stand around with sinners. Or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And if you'll please join me for our opening prayer. God of mystery and might, whose wonderful works are to be remembered, move in our lives. Change our minds, soften our hearts, forgive our sins, and direct our feet, that we may follow you more faithfully. Yes, Lord, we seek to follow Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. And next is our affirmation of faith, the serenity prayer, if you will join me for that also. God. Grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking us this sinful world as it is, not as, as we, we would have it, it. trusting that you will make all things right if we surrender to your will, so that we may be reasonable happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. And if you'll stay standing, um, if you're able, our next hymn is Leaning on the Everlasting Arms, number 133 in your hymnal.
seated. I'm not sure all these songs go with my message, but because I got to choose, I picked the ones I liked. Yay. Hope you don't mind. Um, please join me for our prayer of illumination. God, source of all light, by your word you give light to the soul. Pour out on us the spirit of wisdom and understanding that our hearts and minds may be opened. Amen. Our first scripture reading today is James 5, verses 16 through 18. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly, that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. The word of God for the people of God, and you say... Our call to confession... Jesus Christ overcame evil with good, so that all people might be saved from sin. Let us then confess our need for grace, confidence of God's forgiveness. Please join me in the prayer of confession. God of mercy, we confess that, like the disciples, we set our minds not on divine things, but on human things. Doubting your loving care, we grab for more than we need. Doubting your loving purposes, we shrink from living as your followers. Doubting your loving plan, we become stumbling blocks in your creation. Forgive us that we may gain new life in you. For it is in Jesus' forgiving name we pray. Amen. You may go to silent confessional prayers at this time. Jesus took up his cross for our salvation. In return for our old life of sin, he promises a new life of grace. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that we can always trust in you. You are an abundant God, and out of your great mercy, you have given us so much. We give you this offering today. With it, we worship you and give our whole selves to you. Please now take it and use it for your kingdom and your glory. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we ask you to accept these gifts that you have freely given to us so that we can give back for the use of your church. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Lord God, our sins are many, and they have left many wounds. We have sinned against you, but we have also sinned against our fellow man. We have not loved your words and commandments as we should. Lord, we ask that you reach out with your healing hand and touch us. Take away all sins and all their effects from our whole being, that we may uphold your image in our lives. Forgive us our trespasses, that we may learn to forgive others. Amen. And now it's time for our youth moment. So if the ch children or young adults will join me down below. Okay, let's try this. Okay. Um, have you ever played dodgeball? Oh, yeah. Oh, now you want to have some fun? Um, with the adults, we're going to be talking about sin. And we're going to do a little activity this morning to kind of demonstrate some stuff about sin. Okay? And when we think about sin, we're going to think of black. It's dirt, bad. Yuck, you know, you get all muddy, you got to go wash your hands. We're going to use black as the color for sin today, okay? So, Zachary, would you come on this side to help Emma? These are our sin balls. I have three, you have three. You have six. I have six. Okay, Miss Lisa, when you say go, we're going to start throwing them to the other side. The goal is you want to get all your sin out of your house into my house because you don't want any sin in your house. And I'm going to try to get all of my sin into your house because I don't want any sin at my house. Okay, you understand what we're doing? And then, Miss Lisa, you'll say stop, and we'll see which house has the most sin. Okay. like I've got all the sin. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven sins over here. You only have one. Okay, why, you little cheater. Okay, why do you think you guys beat me? 
Because there's two? Because there's two of you. And I'm a little older, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can sit back down. We'll pick up this in later. Okay. You can. What I want you to get out of that message is it's a lot easier to fight against sin when we have help. You had help, right? Yeah. Zachary and Emma, you worked together. You had help. I was here all by myself. It's harder to fight sin when you're alone. So who can you ask for help when you're fighting sin? Who can you help, Zach? Your mom or dads can help. Who else can help? Do you have teachers at school? Don't they help you kind of do the right thing? What is sin? I should have started there. What is sin? Do you know? Well, sin is pretty much when we do things we're not supposed to do. Have you ever been told you shouldn't do something? Yeah. yeah. We have lots of rules and regulations, don't we? Yeah. When you break the rules or you do something you shouldn't do, that's considered sin. Or well, sometimes. Um, and there's one other person that can help us against sin. Any clues? God. God. Sometimes all we can do is pray to God and ask him for help. Maybe there's nobody else around that can help us, but God is always with us, so he can help us. Okay? So, you going to help me with the Lord's Prayer? You cannot take my socks home. Put that sock down. Those are my sin balls. Let's go to prayer. We're going to say the Lord's Prayer together, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. my days of being a gym teacher. I'm going to do something a little different today um, at our prayer request. I'm going to start with a prayer of thanksgiving. I was blessed yesterday to be able to spend the day with my mother who celebrated her 92nd birthday. It is a blessing to still have her. I know many of you don't still have your mothers. She's in good health, she lives alone, and for that I am blessed and I thank God. Um, our prayer concerns this morning 
Fred, we have an update on Fred Bowman. Um, his bones are not fusing, and he'll have to wear a neck brace probably the rest of his life. And he's being moved to a new assisted living facility. Um, we do have the address. I will put it in the bulletin tomorrow, so we'll change the address here that's here. Um, Char, I, I believe that's where you're going this week, so Char's going to visit this week. Um, and please give him our love. We miss him and wish him the best. Um, also, not listed in the bulletin, uh, Raymond, a friend of Luann and Rick's, had emergency surgery this week, and he is in ICU in critical condition. So please pray for Raymond. We continue with prayers for Wilda and Paul. Um, also not listed in our bulletin, um, please lift the Wilcox family. Diane's grandson, 27 years old, passed away unexpectedly this last week. So uh, please keep that family lifted in prayer. Inez Sloan, uh, Rosemary's sister, passed away, so please keep Rosemary and her family in prayers. Diane, Diana Snyder, Sue's sister, is uh, suffering from COVID and has other uh, health complications. Molly Kovac, I believe, is back in the hospital. Diana, is that correct? Okay, uh, Molly was in the hospital. We're hopeful that she's going home, either has gone or will go soon. Um, we continue prayers for the Clinton uh, High School students, the families of those who died, and the families of those who are recovering. It's going to be a long haul, I'm sure. Um, we also lift prayers for Noah Gibson, Linda and Roger's grandson, who has a returning growth between his, behind his eye, excuse me, and will probably have to have surgery. I have not heard anything more on LaQuinta's uh, baby, but continued prayers, because at only a pound when it was born, it's in for a long fight. Um, and it's good to see Julie back this morning, uh, assuming COVID's behind her now. And Sue's back with us this morning also, so prayers for that. Could I add a few more prayers? Um, first of all, I go over to Carter and do their exercise thing over there. So um, in talking the other day to one of the ladies, they've had a great deal of loss um, there. The one lady has lost her son to a car accident. One lady lost her mother to COVID. Another lady lost her husband. Um, I think that was a heart attack and some other health issues. And one of the ladies' husbands has just been diagnosed with cancer. So if we could just lift them all up in prayer. My other prayer is for my brother, Jeff. Um, you've probably heard me talk about him. He was the one in the car accident a few years ago. And he, at that point, uh, they also discovered kidney cancer on one of his kidneys and they removed that kidney and he just received word on Thursday that he has cancer on the other kidney so if we could lift him up in prayers he's been through a lot thank you please join me in prayer heavenly father there is much that we are thankful for long life and health 
being two of the biggies. But Lord, we're, our hearts are heavy with need. We ask you to comfort those that are grieving. We ask you to bring your healing mercies to those that are sick. And Lord, we ask you to guide those that are struggling and might need to be shown the way. Lord, we know that you are all-powerful and mighty, and your will can be done. Help us to see and believe. Amen. Okay, we'll go on with our second scripture reading today is Romans 3, verses 23 through 26. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness. For he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. The word of God for the people of God, and you say? Our next hymn is 572, Pass It On. Please stand if you are able. Yeah. 
Our next scripture is from Romans 10, 9, verse, verses 9 through 13, NLT, which is the New Living Translation. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that it, you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who has generously to all, who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. Amen. My name is Sheila, and I am a sinner. Does this ring any bells for you? Ever watched a TV show or a movie where someone goes to AA and they stand up and say something similar? A few months ago, I read the 12 steps of recovery for Al-Anon. Unbeknownst to me, these same steps apply to many forms of recovery. When I googled 12-step programs during research for today, there were five different pages listing all the different recovery programs. Some I'm sure you've heard of, Narcotics Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, or Overeaters Anonymous. There is a recovery group for just about anything you can think of. Here are a few that kind of surprised me. Marijuana Anonymous, Anorexia Bulimic Anonymous, Chronic Pain Anonymous, Clutterers Anonymous, Emotions Anonymous, Spenders Anonymous, Self-Harmers Anonymous, and even Workaholics Anonymous. Pretty much anything from A to W. What I didn't find was Sinners Anonymous, or so I thought. We'll come back to that. Did you know, according to Wikipedia, that the 12-step programs are for the purpose of recovering from substance addiction, behavioral addictions, and compulsions? The original program was developed in the 1930s to help members overcome alcoholism. All the 12-step programs use a version of those original 12 steps first published in the 1929 book called Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how more than 100 men have recovered from alcoholism. Let's go back a bit. The 12-step programs were designed for the purpose of recovering from substance abuse, behavioral addictions, 
and compulsions. Couldn't sin be considered a behavioral addiction or maybe a compulsion? We are naturally sinners. It comes easy to us. Sinning was introduced to us long ago when Eve ate that fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. In, re in my research, I found that there are scriptural references to each one of the steps. I'd like to share those with you. Step one, acceptance. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, or in our case, sinning, that our lives had become unmanageable. Romans 7, 18 through 23 says, and I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. This pretty much describes the struggle most of us Christians have with trying to fight against sin. We try to please God by keeping laws and rules without the Spirit's help. Don't underestimate the power of sin. Our own willpower is not enough. We must grab hold of God's provision for victory over sin. That is the Holy Spirit. He lives within us and gives us the power we need. Let go and let God. Step two, hope. Came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 30 say, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burdens I give you is light. Jesus frees us from our burdens. The rest that Jesus promises is love, healing, and peace. A relationship with God changes meaningless, wearisome toil into spiritual productivity and purpose. Keep it simple. Step three, faith. Made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Psalms 142. I cry out to the Lord. I plead for the Lord's mercy. I pour out my complaints before him, and I tell him all my troubles. When I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. Then I pray to you, O Lord. I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. Hear my cry, for I am very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison so I can thank you. The godly will crowd around me, for you are good to me. Through prayer, we can pull out of tailspin and be reminded that God cares for us deeply, 
God alone can help us keep an open mind. Step four, honesty. Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Proverbs 4, 23 through 27. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk, stay away from corrupt speech, look straight ahead, fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet, stay on the safe path, don't get sidetracked, and keep your feet from following evil. Our heart, our feelings of love and desire, dictates to a great extent how we live because we always find time for the things we love and enjoy. Solomon tells us to guard our hearts above all else, making sure we concentrate on those desires that will keep us on the right path. Look straight ahead, keep your eyes fixed on your goal, and don't get sidetracked on detours that lead to sin, one day at a time. Step five, humility. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. James 5.16 Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Christ has made it possible for us to go directly to God for forgiveness. Confessing our sins to each other still has an important place in the life of the church. In Christ's kingdom, every believer is a priest to other believers. In the youth moment, we saw how it's easier to fight sin with the help of others. Seek out our Heavenly Father and your Christian siblings. Think. Step six, sincerity. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these effects, defects, excuse me, of character. Ephesians 4, verses 21 through 24. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. People should be able to see the difference between the Christians and the non-Christians because of the way the Christians live. We are supposed to live full of light, God's light. Living the Christian life is a process and not always easy. If we keep listening to God, we will become new people in Christ, changing all the time. I'm sure many of you can look back over your life and see the process of change for the better in your thoughts and actions. Change is usually slower than we'd like, but it comes as we trust God. Listen and learn. Step seven, willingness. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. 1 Peter 5, verses 6 through 10 says, so humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. 
Give all your worries to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same sufferings as you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Carrying your worries and stresses and daily struggles by yourself shows that you have not trusted God fully with your life. When we are suffering, we often feel as though our pain will never end. All of God's faithful followers are assured of an eternal life with Christ where there will be no suffering. Just for today. Step eight, courage. Make a list of all persons we have harmed and become willing to make amends to them. Luke 19, verses 8 through 10. Meanwhile, Zechariah stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus, Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Following Jesus in your head or heart alone is not enough. We must demonstrate our inner change with changed behavior. Show your faith in your actions. What changes have you made? What changes do you still need to make? Through faith, the loss can be forgiven and made new. First things first. Step nine, charity. Make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure others. Matthew 5, verse 23 and 24. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and reconcile to that person. Then come back and offer your sacrifice to God. Broken relationships can hinder our relationship with God. We are hypocrites if we claim to love God while we still hate others. Our attitudes towards others reflect our relationship with God. Let it begin with me. Step 10, vigilance. Continue to take inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Romans 12, verses 2 and 3. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God form you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Paul warned the Christians. He said, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Only when the Holy Spirit renews, re-educates, and redirects our minds are we truly transformed. The key to an honest and accurate 
evaluation is knowing the basis of our self-worth, which is our identity in Christ. In him, we are valuable and capable of worthy service. How important is it? Step 11, serenity. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, with God as we understood him. Praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Philippians 4, verses 5 through 9 says, Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming down. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Ultimate joy comes from Christ dwelling within us. Imagine never worrying about anything. It seems like an impossibility. We have worries in every aspect of our lives, work, school, home. Want to worry less? Then pray more. Whenever you start to worry, pray instead. Read God's word and pray. Ask God to help you focus your mind on what is good and pure. It takes practice, but it can be done. Live and let live. Step 12, action. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics, or in our case, sinners, and to practice these principles in our lives. 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 16. I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with faith and love that came from Christ Jesus. This is the trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came unto the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. But God has mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they, too, can believe in him and receive eternal life. Paul used to kill Christians, but God forgave him. He will forgive us if we ask for forgiveness. He wants us to be like Paul. Allow God to use you. Paul's prayer for the Philippians can be our prayer. I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Just like someone who is recovering from substance abuse, 
behavioral addictions, or compulsions, we too must work the program every day, every hour. With God's help, the Holy Spirit within us, and the support of our Christian siblings, we can be strong and avoid the devil's pull for us to sin. Spend time in God's word and pray. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. Amen. Our last song is We Believe. The words are on the back of your bulletin. Please stand and let it move you. Desperation When all we know Is doubt and fear There is only One foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation When all is dark you help us see There is only one salvation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe Jesus Christ, we believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion, we believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be more than anthems Greater than the songs we sing And in our weakness and temptations
save us. We admit we are sinners. We need and want your forgiveness. We accept your death as a penalty for our sins and recognize that your mercy and grace are a gift you offer to us because of your great love, not based on anything we have done. Cleanse us and make us yours. Amen.